0: So that's an indicator, too. I mean, you should know the longer you're in business, if you have ebbs and flows, seasonal increases and decreases, and things like that. I think anytime you see a continued decrease over season, you should feel, uh, figure out a way of, of bringing that bottom up a little bit.
1: This episode is sponsored by F1 for Health. Joe over at F1 for Health just celebrated 20 years in business serving the Rathrum and Coeur metro areas for all of your computer woes, give Joe a call where they say they clean windows, but they are not
0: janitors. If there's one rule that applies to everything in life, it's that change is inevitable. And the same goes for your business. Big changes aren't always needed to help your company, and sometimes it may only require a few tweaks and adjustments to stay current in today's market. But there are those times that it may take a monumental shift to do the trick. If you're not sure how to tell when or even if it's time for a change, Ed and I will talk about telltale signs that indicate you should look at making a change on today's episode of The Business Buffet. Welcome to the Business Buffet Podcast with Ed Bejarana and Phil Anderson. This is a conversation in and around business with a pinch here and a sprinkle there of anecdotal stories. Like most buffets, we will offer the staples, you know, the things that are in every buffet, the meat and potatoes with the cursory helping of veggies. Our Business Buffet Podcast aims to give you the fundamental principles and strategies any successful business needs to know. Please subscribe to the Business Buffet Podcast wherever you download your podcasts. We hope you're hungry as the Business Buffet is open and ready to serve. Now, here is Ed Bejarana and Phil Anderson. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Business Buffet. My name is Phil Anderson. With me to my left today is Ed Bejarana. Ed, how are things? Things are good. How about you? Things are going real well. Yeah, it's uh, taking our our advice that we give, I've become really organized.
1: Do I need to restart that? Did, no, no, that I said mistake? that. The, I
0: actually said that. I'm I, getting really organized. I even got that recorded. You do, and I did say it. I know that you think I'm not technical, I'm not really organized, and, and to a degree, you're right. No, it's not that. It's that, that technically I don't think you're organized. <laughs> Where is the... I don't have the rim shot. You took away the rim shot. It's a different bank. Okay. Anyway, that's too bad. That's a little sad. Uh, yeah. I have really become organized with as much that is going on in my life. And it feels good to to really have a, a, an idea of things that are going on. So, staying busy, but it's, a, it's an organized chaos now. So, I, I like that.
1: Organized chaos can sometimes be good. Yeah. Yeah. You don't buy that.
0: <laughs> Anything that's got chaos, no. I don't know. It's all right. <laughs> uh, you you were at Rotary today, and the governor was there. That's all good?
1: It was. It was, uh, you know, um, he's, he came in via Zoom. And, you know, I run the Zoom meetings, although yep. I, I've now got a committee. There's a committee of two, and I got a third person coming on the committee. So, uh, you know, there's, the, there's those times where even though it's a really, really special event, you just got to... Step back and trust your people. And and uh, Derek, Derek was running the Zoom board this morning. He did a he did a great job. Nice, and, you know, somebody as important as the governor. Um, you know, when I'm the one, the board calls and says, "Hey, that stunk." Um, you yeah. know, I kind of worried, but yeah, sure. Derek did a great job. There's one little technical glitch, but that w- really wasn't Derek's fault. Um, and he, you overcame it pretty
0: quick. Yeah, it yeah. was. It was a good session, a good meeting. So, uh, what number? is it to con- constitute a committee? Is it anything more than one or two? Boy, that's a tough one.
1: I think two or more.
0: Two or more. Well, by definition, it would have to be two because you said you now have a committee.
1: I know have a You committee. and
0: another person, but well, one other person's
1: coming. Well, yeah, out. I got another
0: another young lady that's going to be joining a team. Nice, nice. Yeah. Well, good. Uh, so, today we're talking about change. And literally, with everything that businesses have had to endure this year change is very real but we're going to get into that in a moment because we've got an hors d'oeuvre we don't want to get into the main you know a guy course. my size i really like to start with an appetizer yeah just to kind of yeah. grease the skids right <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> something my cardiologist wants to talk to me about so last wednesday cnn wrote an article and it was titled and, and this may sound political, but it's not meant to be, but it's Elizabeth Warren slams Disney for laying thousands of workers off after awarding fat executive pay packages. Now, Senator Warren, when she slammed Disney over decisions, she said prioritize shareholders and CEO pay packages over the well-being of its workers. I think that's the issue, and it got me thinking what is, what is the highest priority to give in a business? Is it making money? Is it the customers? Is it the employees? Is it, in this case, shareholders? Where is that priority? Well, I'm going to make you answer your own question
1: first before I give you my opinion. Uh, by the way, I host a political podcast, so I want the business podcast to stay business.
0: Well, I, I think it's, I think it's uh, employees. You I do, do think it's employees, but the, the bottom line is you have to make money, right? You can't cater to the employees so, every whim.
1: So you have employees in your business, right? I do not. You do not. Okay, no. but you, you've had employees. Before. I have. Yeah, yeah. And, and did you pay them at the sacrifice of yourself and your mortgage and your family? Uh,
0: I didn't, that, no, because it was, uh, it was a cleaning company, and I wanted to pay higher than minimum wage, which I did by two or three bucks, so we're talking 25%, and my hope was I would get these folks in, I would train them, and they would appreciate the the higher pay and do a good job. And it it actually worked. You know, I, I think a business... But not that at the expense. Yeah,
1: the business is beholden to the profit. If the business doesn't succeed, if the business doesn't have profit, there is no jobs for the employees. That's right. You know, and what is a corporation but a collection of investments by shareholders. Shareholders are business owners. Right. And I you know Senator Warren, not to get political, no tune over on CGAP, but any he will. <laughs> the the adage that they seem to have more of is that the people are deserving over the corporation. And that really sounds good in a political soundbite. Right. But in business, it just doesn't work. If a business isn't making any money because, oh, I don't know, they're shut down by mandate of the state and they're not bringing any income in, why should they be required to pay the employees who aren't doing
0: anything? And and so I absolutely agree with that. the The idea behind this whole topic was they were the the uh, ceos of some of these bigger companies were granted their salaries still right yeah you know that that was in the
1: article in the cnn article they she referenced the fact that the chief executives split split 338 million dollars amongst the 20 people over the last three years. So if you do the math, which, you know, I, I have a trusty calculator with me at all times. 190000 or something? It's $5.6 million a year. Oh, okay. These are the top 20 executives of the company. Right. Uh, Senator Warren obviously doesn't think the top executives make millions of dollars. She does. <laughs> That's right. But top executives at companies that generate billions of dollars in billions tax of dollars. Auditors. That's right. The, their executives are not worth the money that they're promised by their contracts. They're also owners, board members, right. or shareholders. They're owners of the company.
0: So yeah, I, You know, and if, if, if this big Goliath of Disney should happen to crumble, uh, how many jobs are going to be there now for them, that's, right? That's right. And so there's a lot of pressure. So I just, I I felt like I wanted to bring it up just to have the conversation about really where do priorities lie? Now, obviously our target demographic is not high corporations, right? We're talking small businesses who probably don't have a lot of these issues, but it still begged the question to me about that.
1: But you know, it's interesting. Small businesses right now, especially are having this issue. Um, payment Protection Program, PPP, mm, yep. required that you pay your employees a certain amount, and then the money dried up. But you're still now required to pay them a certain amount, or you're vilified right? when you no longer get any government assistance and you let
0: go of your employees. And the government was the one that said, but you can't be open.
1: Right. Yeah. So when we have government mandates trying to control capitalism, it just fails almost every time. It will not almost. Yeah, every single time. Boy, you know now. If if I was gonna rate the hors d'oeuvre, you know, I would say that that was kind of like jalapeno peppers sprinkled <laughs> with
0: cayenne and nutmeg. <laughs> we love it hot. Oh, we love it hot. You do like it hot, right? I do. I okay, do. good. Well, okay. So that uh, now we've greased the skids. Let's get into a little bit of. Um, some meat and potatoes here with everything that businesses have had to endure this year. Change is like a very real thing. Even our hors d'oeuvre segment dealt with huge companies that are having to navigate change as hot and spicy as that was and how each move can drastically change the outcome. And for many people, for many people and not just businesses. So it's, we're we're talking everybody's had to deal with these changes. Ed, what are some key indicators you look for in your business that start you thinking maybe a change may need to come into play? <laughs> You're gonna laugh. I'm getting bored. Really? That's actually that not doesn't make me laugh at all. You know, I um and you laugh at me for being a, I
1: a, I know for being organized technically. ADD. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, it's um Call it boredom, call it gut check, call it uh, intuition. I don't know for sure, but I I can almost feel when a change is required. It, it's part of my SWOT analysis, which I'm just about to do for yep about the, a month away. Yep, yeah, 2021 season. Um, so you know when I start to feel like something's going a little bit stale, a little stagnant, when uh, my sales pitch. I think that's really where I see it the most. Uh, you know, when I when I don't have that same level of ex- excitement that I once had when I'm I'm making a sales presentation, I,
0: I think that might be the leading indicator. And That's not a bad indicator at all, and the fact that that's the leading one is is actually impressive. Of course, you have to trust your gut, which you get to our age, I guess you um, and. Size, no, you're not going to want to question your gut. No, <laughs> Your gut's going to say, "I'm sorry, pardon me." No, my gut can you really make for a bad day.
1: <laughs> I was the true story. I was I was at coffee with this young lady here just earlier this week, and and I hadn't eaten anything, so I I'm sitting there at the table, and my my stomach had kind of been gurgling, it wasn't you know it, it, my and my stomach could it, it, you know it kind of stand up. Hello, my darling. Hello, my baby. <laughs> oh my God. So, you know, we're sitting there, we're having coffee, and all of a sudden, my stomach just starts talking. And I was like, oh, it's okay, baby. It's okay. I'll feed you later. And then
0: I look up, and it's like, oh, she doesn't know me that well. (laughs) That's right. Even those of us who do know you that well still don't necessarily feel comfortable with that. By the way, speaking of change, I just noticed that you put all the pictures that were on that wall over on the other wall. (laughs) I know. Months ago. So I'm uh, very well aware of my surroundings. Uh And not at all. So some people might find an indicator of of maybe making a change if you're not finding new customers. You don't see the new customers rolling around quite as easily. They're not as excited to get on board with what you're selling. You know, and is that because
1: they don't exist? Your product's gone out of style, out of date, or is it too expensive? Have you you lost the market edge or... Have you just lost interest in the presentation?
0: So there's four questions you just came up with. And those would be some of the questions when you, when you realize this, those are some of the questions you should be asking.
1: Well, and I think this is one of the difficult things that small business people have. It, 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 I, and I don't know how to explain how to get over this one. But honestly, assessing the situation. I mean, we created a business. Um, you know, the entrepreneur, the technician, the manager, the whole myth together, the big triangle. We're, you know, we're the entrepreneur. we created this, it's our baby. And the last thing you want to say is, your baby is sucking wind. Your baby is is a bad baby. So we're the last to admit when something has gone sideways. And I and I think as small business people, we struggle with this the most because we just don't want to believe that our baby's gone bad. I think there's
0: a misnomer though. If if you if you admit this, right, as a business in there are, uh, psychologically you're thinking you failed. And that's not necessarily the case. You you're just you need to make a change. And so uh, make taking those steps to figure out what that change is, and we talked about you're not finding new customers. Well, that will lead to a de- decrease in sales, right? Absolutely. So that's an indicator too. I mean, you should know the longer you're in business, if you have ebbs and flows, seasonal increases and decreases and things like that. I think anytime you see a continued decrease over season, you should feel, uh, figure out a way of, of bringing that bottom up a little bit, but you should know when these things come into play. And if, if, if you're seeing a decrease in sales consistently, then you start asking those questions again, right? You know, but now are waiting for sales to show a leading indicator, is that too late?
1: Probably is, yeah. Uh, is is, it, is Should we be noticing that at the time when we have fewer appointments or when our close rate starts to drop or when fewer people visit our website? Right. Are we looking at all of the leading indicators? Are we paying attention to all of the data?
0: Are we collecting information to measure so you just brought up websites technology is a big hurdle for a lot of people my business doesn't need a website my business I don't want to be on social media I don't want to do marketing through the you know technological channels but there are going to be new technologies that are available that can actually improve your offering but you you decide not to adopt those technologies. And now it's starting to cost your business. Again, this is some of the things that small business owners push, that have a strong pushback on. That if they just made the change and invested in the time, and it doesn't mean that you have to spend a lot of money. Ed, I mean, you charge a grand to to build a website. Yeah, and nonprofits are usually free. And by the way... That's less than any other price that I've seen. And and if it's not, that means they have a crappy uh not very good quality at right, all. Right. So uh adapting technologies. If you're not doing that and you know you need to, especially if you have employees saying, Why aren't we doing this and this and this? No, that's we're not doing that. You're pushing back, right? Mm-hmm. How about uh, the economic conditions in which you operate? Interesting. Yeah. So, now, state. yeah, I don't know what's going on here locally. What's going on nationally right now? Yeah. There and and we kind of touched a little bit on that in the hors d'oeuvres. Uh, when you are told, rules have changed. This is how you set the whole business up based off these rules. In fact, some of the rules and laws may be why you got into business to take advantage of that. Right. How about demand for your products and services are tending, they're starting to trend downward? And how would you see that? I mean, how do we advise our listeners in their business to be on the lookout for that? How do you notice that? Well, I think it's a accumulation of things, right? And we've talked about them already. First of all, uh, people aren't coming to you as often. You're seeing uh, the sales starting to dwindle and drop. You're not closing as much. People aren't picking up the phone and calling. All of that stuff will lead you to believe that demand for your product and services. is is diminishing.
1: But let me drive this one just a little bit deeper because okay. I, I know you're listening to us right now and you're saying, yeah, but I, I don't notice the phone is ringing any less. I don't notice that fewer people are walking into the store. No, we don't because we're too busy doing. Right. So what we need to do, we need to go old school. This is, this is super old school. You ready for it? You ready for the high tech? Lay it on me. Ed's version of old school? Lay it on me. Take a blank sheet of paper and a pencil and every time you talk to somebody, put a little tick mark on the page. Every time you go to a sales presentation, add a little tick mark to that page. And then keep that tally on a weekly basis. If you notice that the ticks are getting fewer, you got a
0: trend. That's real time. That is real time, real data. And I'm going to mention your following isn't anywhere near what you want. Hmm. Yeah. You're doing something for, I don't know, 12, 14, 15 months. And you're just not getting the numbers that you'd like. You know, that's a trend. Yeah. Hmm. So maybe that's an indicator that something needs to be changed. Maybe so. Let's take a listen to a sponsor break. When talking about keeping
1: your lawn and trees healthy year-round, Oasis Lawn and Pest is the only call to make. You can trust us to fertilize your lawn and remove weeds Our tree services include deep root fertilization and insecticide, which will enable your trees to grow stronger without interruption from pests. At Oasis Lawn and Pest, our lawn program is based on proper nutrition for your grass so your lawn isn't just green, it's also healthy. We create lawn and pest control programs specific to your lawn, home, and, most important, your budget. And since we are family-owned, living in Post Falls and Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, the same area we serve, we also have a passion for a healthy community, too. With every completed pest control service, Oasis donates money to the children's village. When you're looking for expert customer service, attention to detail, and a lawn and pest company that's always prepared, call Oasis Lawn and Pest at 208 921
0: 3686, or visit us on the web at oasislawnandpest.com. Well, welcome back. We're talking about identifying if and when to make a change in your small business. And, uh, you know, change can be anything, small, medium, large, or not at all. But let's say you do think, yeah, we got to make some changes. And you've got to be fairly monumental. You've made the decision. What are some things that, to implement that?
1: Now, you know, here's the thing. Um, you can't just rush into change because just like measuring the data to give us the clue whether we should be making the change or not, we need to be concerted about the effort of the change itself because if we don't do it right, then we're not going to get any data because yeah, something new, I mean, let's assume that you're going to make a radical change.
0: So you but, don't just throw wet things up against the wall and see what sticks? No, you don't okay. just throw 100
1: things on the wall and see what's going to be fruitful. Because, one off, first off, you're not going to be able to throw them high enough on the wall. I'm going to use your analogy. Okay. You take five things and you throw them at the wall, you're not going to be able to get high enough if you just threw one. Right. Second, you're not going to be powerful enough if you throw five. Good point. Uh, lastly, you're not going to be accurate enough. If you throw five things. And when you're making a change to an already established business, you got to put the oomph behind it. It's got to be accurately targeted. You got to know who's going to be getting this
0: and why they care. So it sounds like what the, almost the first step is to, to do your due diligence, to prepare. Right. So you want to lay out what this change looks like. And then you're going to want to be able to explain that adequately to those who will be affected by the change. That's right. And it could be, well, it likely will be employees, but it also could be uh, suppliers, customers. The message itself. That's right. Because that will end up being your new culture, right? That's it. That's it. So I've got acknowledge the loss in this as well.
1: It's part of the mourning process. A little bit. Yeah. You know, it's, we do struggle emotionally with failure. Uh, It is not something that the typical entrepreneur is keen on accepting failure. But when you read the stories of some of the richest people on the planet, they failed so many times. Yeah, they did. Over and over and over, they went bankrupt, they lost everything, they're sleeping in their car, they're homeless, they're, they're hungry, literally, they're starving, before they get it right. The, the, the element that's consistent across the board is they never stopped trying.
0: Right. They acknowledged their mistake, they learned from it, and then they moved on. And this isn't about uh, making knee-jerk reaction changes. This is about seeing something that is vital to make a change and pivot in your company so that you can continue to grow and be a company. Even when there is a sound business reason for making a change, great change leaders know that the people affected by the change will still have some concerns, which is why you acknowledge that loss. They understand that the fear and resistance are natural reactions to change. And, and so you want you want to set people's minds at ease. That's why you acknowledge that loss, which really isn't a loss. It's, it's a good thing. You put a bow on how things got done and start moving forward, right? Well, yeah, it's kind of like if we don't acknowledge the
1: loss, then we can't celebrate the successes we had. And therefore, we won't
0: know what success will look like in the future. In a sense, it's kind of like selling to your employees what's going on and why. So it's a a form of a sales pitch. Even if it's just self-talk. That's right. And so by doing that preparation, right, and explaining that change, acknowledging what is going to be different, that loss, and then start creating that climate. Yep. Totally. And- you know, build a plan is in here. Probably should be between prepare the change and explain the change. Yeah, probably should be a little higher
1: on the list, but, but it's, it's there. Yeah, I mean, so, you did so- talk about you're getting more organized.
0: Thank you, thank
1: you very much.
0: Appreciate that. You want me
1: to move that up higher? Uh, it's, if you'd like, I can even cut out the tape
0: and move it up further into. The- no, nah, don't do that. <laughs> that uh, um, and lastly, you want to launch? Wait, oh, wait,
1: wait, 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 wait! Oh, you want to go wait.
0: back to build a plan? We can't gloss over the plan. Okay, I'm so well, I'm.
1: Yeah. You know, so okay. So we <laughs> talked about prepare for the change. Then we should have talked about build a plan. And I apologize. I probably should have moved that one up, but I didn't. Uh, the plan has got personality. When you started your business, Phil, yeah, you had a plan. How m- how many years ago did you start? How many years you've been in business?
0: Twelve years. Twelve years for so, this for this business. Yeah. Yeah.
1: This business. So, 12 years ago, you laid out a vision, a plan, an idea, and you, you hung out your shingle and you went into business. 12 years later, are you doing it
0: like you set out to do? Absolutely not. Right. There we go.
1: <laughs> so, you know, the plan is going to change, but if we don't write it down, then we don't make change on purpose. Right. We don't make change with purpose. So we got to have something for failure. Let's go back up to acknowledge the loss. Yeah, I, I used to tell my students, I taught um, engineering technologies at Cabrillo College in Aptos, California. In fact, some of you listening might have been in my classroom. I taught hundreds of students. I taught AutoCAD, mechanical drafting, beginning, intermediate, advanced AutoCAD, mechanical drafting, and then beginning and advanced 3D animation. In that class, I'd start with 100 students by the end? By the end, there'd be like 30.
0: Oh, I was going to say 12 or 13. Yeah, but. no, there,
1: the, the amount of time that went into the 3D animation 25 years ago, I mean, you're, you're sitting in the lab just waiting for rendering. Oh, my goodness. The, <laughs> the computers we've got today compared oh, to what yeah. those poor I kids mean, were it's... working on then. Anyway, the, what I used to tell my students was your best lessons are going to come from your failures. And that's true. That's true all the way through life. That's right. So if you don't create the plan, then you have nothing to fail. If you don't fail, you don't make improvement. We've got nothing to reflect on. Acknowledge the lost and reflect on the failure. is the exact same thing. you got to know what you did wrong. Otherwise, we're going to lie to ourselves. Yeah, that's not the way I meant to do it. Right. 12 years ago when you started your social media business, nah, that's not the way I was going to do it. This is the way I'm going to do it, the way I do now. Meanwhile, you're losing people left and right or or you're missing opportunity left and right because you don't got it written down. So that plan, that's critical. I cannot speak highly enough
0: of the necessity of a plan. I remember somebody on this podcast, um, a few episodes or many episodes uh, would say, if you don't write it down, it doesn't exist. We should get that person back on. I think we do. We should. I think we, it was
1: you. Was it me? Yes, it was. What, was that me? Oh, my goodness. I know. <laughs> surprise, surprise, surprise. <laughs> i am so, so proud of myself. <laughs> see, I'm surprised that see, I remembered even, that.
0: Even a broken clock is right twice a day. Uh, so, actually, that is exactly what you said, though. If you don't write it down, it doesn't exist. Right. And I know you are really passionate about the planning and writing it down because now you have a map. Yep. You have a roadmap, and you can always refer back to that. So that you're not just flying by the seat of your pants. So to add a little bit of comedic
1: humor, and also when I've got a roadmap and the wife says, are we lost? No, no, I know exactly where
0: I am because I got a roadmap. Yeah, now it's on a phone these days, but it's really helpful. Why don't you stop and ask for directions? No, you see, men don't do that. No. And we don't ask for, you know, can you help me? No, we do ask for help in a clothing store when you're buying a present. Just saying. So the last point is you want to launch and sustain. You put everything into action, and then you want to pull that trigger and you let it fly. Then we take a nap. At, at some point. At some point. It might be six feet under the ground, but yeah. Uh, so The ladies will get that one. <laughs> take a nap. Uh this podcast might be launching and sustaining a new uh, change yes, at the, some point. Really? Yeah, and I think that uh, we might be talking a little bit more about that next week. You You think so? I, well, I'm. I think so because we we've been preparing and explaining and acknowledging and creating and building, and now we're ready to launch. Is you that, think, a, is you that think a tease? That's, is that a tease? I think it is a tease. You know, I I was going to wait until next week for the tease. So I take back everything I said. That's right. That's right. Well, let me say this then businesses should always be evolving. And with that comes change with businesses forced to deal with changes caused by Corona COVID-19 this year, 2020 already businesses have been forced to change how they do business. And for those that embrace change, it's just a part of their culture. And just because your business needs a change, that doesn't mean that it's a failing, okay? All businesses will need updates, resets, and adjustments in order to keep up with the competition, keep your customers coming back, and to continue growing. Embrace change and start making improvements. You know, that was a really great topic for today, Phil. I'm really glad you did that. You got a, you got, a, a, you got one for the road? You got an after dinner drink for I us? I do, but I, I, I heard a little sarcasm in your... And That was a great topic comment. A little sarcastic? No. Okay. Absolutely not. (laughs) Now I'm, I'm even more thinking it's sarcastic. Change in all things is sweet. Aristotle.
1: Outstanding. Well, that is it for today's episode. Thanks for listening, and remember to eat hearty in business. Today's episode was brought to you in part by Abandon Your Aches Massage. Tired of sitting at your desk, staring at the screen, and dealing with an aching neck and back? Did you work out too hard, resulting in sore muscles? Have you been chasing your kids around the playground or helping them with homework, which is like the tight muscles? If any or all of these sound familiar, let us help you return to your daily activities. Schedule a massage at ayamassagecda.com. Abandon your ached massage. Relief. Relax
0: refresh thank you for listening to today's episode of the business buffet podcast if you came in hungry for some substantial business nuggets we hope we left you satisfied pardon me we invite you to visit our website businessbuffet.page until next time we hope you eat hearty in business